0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kid Like Faith. I'm your host, Nina T., and I am here to help you keep your faith kid-like. We're back at it again for the second episode, and I have my good, good friend, and co-host Alicia Nichols back with me and we are going to dig into our second movie of the Marvel Universe and that's Captain Marvel. We're ready. I hope you're ready. Let's start the show. I am here. I'm your co-host, Janine Nina T.
1: And I'm yeah
0: Yes, our co-host for the season. I'm super excited. We are back at it again like we never left. And we are here to do one of... I think this is a really good second episode movie, even though it kind of got a little, little deep while I was watching. But um, if you did not know, we are doing this week, Captain Marvel. I did not do this in the last um, episode, but I normally do this little disclaimer. If you have not seen Captain Marvel, please stop this recording. Stop the podcast. Just stop it. It's okay. You can come back. Stop. Go watch the movie and then come back. Because if you are still here, we are already assuming that you have watched said movie. So that you can just jump on in and listen to the converse, Session. Okay? So... Um, yeah, so we're gonna dig into Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel um, was, I think the first movie after Stan passed because of the intro that they did, kind of like like the little thank you to Stan with all of his pictures from the Marvel movies. It's so, so cute, yay, thank you, Stan, yeah. <laughs> for creating such a great universe. And we're about to dig into it. So we're going to start, um, I started, at the fighting scene which was like right after she had the um dream which was basically a memory right she she a false memory at that but we'll talk about that a little later um so she had like an insight little dream about herself and she went to go kind of work off that energy and work off that anxiousness and that anxiety by fighting and training um with technically her i guess you can say commander and her g- command is john robber i don't want to say his name wrong but y'all, y'all know y'all know her the one she was fighting with in the first scene of the movie right and he said a bunch of quotables okay it was a whole bunch of quotables and so i wrote down four of them i think Alisa, you wrote down the same ones i wrote down but it. what i wanted to do is i wanted to talk about each of these quotables and just like compare if we think they're like literally truth or not. Because sometimes when things are said, especially when they're said in the midst of action and fighting, (laughs) they can be challenging words, but some of it (laughs) can be true or maybe half true, or it can be proven true later on in the story. So we're going to talk about the four things that were said um, just so that we can dig in. So the first thing that he said was that you you are holding on to your past. You can't let go of your past. And yeah. he said, I don't remember my past. And he said, well, that gives you doubt, and doubt makes you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Alicia, what do you think doubt makes us vulnerable?
1: Absolutely.
0: Mm, how so? <laughs>
1: so when I heard it, I actually paused it, went back, and like, like, boom, 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 boom. It made me think about Jeremiah 29 and 11. Yeah. The plans that I've made for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you. I feel like sometimes we forget that like the plans that we made for ourselves are not really the plans that sometimes don't align with heaven. And when the situation or what we're going through doesn't look like what we planned it out to be, we feel like sometimes, like, dang, who you? And forgot about me? Like, this is supposed to be my future. Like, do you really want me to prosper? Like, doubt really makes room for the enemy. It's really, honestly, you don't you actually, can't even blame the enemy. It leaves room for more things to come in, and you really talk yourself out of your destiny.
0: So, Alicia is already... <laughs> You know, I already hit where we gonna go in a little bit because this this really talked about, doubt is a trick of the mind and the imagination. Like literally, it, it's a thought that, uh, that can be or a suggestion that we can grab a hold to. And when we grab a hold to and play that doubt and rehearse that doubt and not cast it down or think on the things that, you know, the scripture tells us to think on, When we constantly rehearse these doubts, it makes us vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy because we're so busy. And and I won't, like you said, it's not all about the enemy, um, but it just makes us vulnerable and susceptible to anything really. Um, we're, We're not in a place where faith is leading us, but most of the time when doubt comes up, it's normally coupled with fear, normally. They're normal, yeah. normally like a pair that kind of like walk together. So like normally when you, when that doubt arises, it's normally stemming from a fear of some sort, right? A, a, a that the doubt that I won't be able to, um, let me just take something in my life. The doubt that I'll die alone is the fear that I won't have quality relationships that will matter or, and, or I won't have kids and all of those things, right? So it's normally coupled. Um, together, and that coupling will have us stay in places too long. It'll have us hold on to things that we shouldn't hold on to. Um, and it's interesting that you brought up that scripture um, because the Bible never says that we know the plans. It says that God knows them.
1: Exactly.
0: And he never says. He never says that um, we will know the full plan. just says that he knows so if he knows then we have to be willing to align our lives with what he says so that we can see what he envisioned and we are not uh i guess you could say susceptible or vulnerable to outside forces because faith is our shield it, it's literally our and it's our guard like take up the shield of faith it's intentional that faith is the shield because when we put up faith it blocks all of those other darts that will try to get to our heart our minds our and our imagination we're going to talk about imagination a little bit later but yeah that's a thing too okay so the next line nothing is more dangerous to a warrior than emotion okay. all right Go ahead. Let's hit it.
1: (laughs) All right. So as soon as he said that, it made me think about Proverbs 25 and 28. That a man who has no self-control is like a broken down city with no walls.
0: Come on.
1: So here it is that they have raised you up as a creed. And, you know, you go by the creed laws and all this great stuff. And you have to go out there and you have to fight but at the same time, you're not able to control this power that you have within you. Yes. So when it's time to u- use it for an advantage, you really don't know how to properly pew, 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 pew. Yes. Verse it.
0: Yeah. The, the good thing about this is he distinguished in in this sentence that she was a warrior. Yes. That nothing is more dangerous to a warrior, you, what, what you have been trained to be, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing can be more dangerous than your emotions because emotions sometimes, if we let them lead, <laughs> they will have us be as reckless and as um. Say it one more time.
1: Vulnerable.
0: Yeah, and 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 as and as because we we go through mood swings, so you understand. Like our emotions really can't be trusted as far as like as the guide or the leading of our decisions. They can't be trusted because if we uh, let's just take uh, the the emotion of anger, right? If we Mm -hmm. always lean in when we're angry and make decisions from that place, we won't, we'll have to deal with the repercussions of that and the repercussions of that anger may be that you spending time in a cell because (laughs) you did not adequately steward. For mm-hmm. you know your passion, you didn't know how to take that passion back and redirect it into something else. That's yep. why I told her that I want you to stop fighting from here, your heart, and start fighting from here, your mind. Let yep. your, and this is why the Bible says, "Let this mind that is in you, or in Christ Jesus, also right. be in you." Right. So, like you're, you have to choose to take on the mind of Christ because if you are left to your will, your emotions, all of those things as a leading and a guiding, you're nine times out of 10, lead yourself into a place of insanity. Okay. Yeah. Com- complete insanity. You will literally be insane. Um, so I think this is another true statement that um, it, can, it can be helpful. I say emotion um, can sometimes help. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you'll need... Um, to be very clear <laughs> about what you feel. It's not a bad thing to feel, but it is bad to be led by your feelings.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Okay. Humor is a distraction. Humor is a distraction. What you think Humor about? It? Distraction. I mean, it can be good sometimes.
1: You gotta be humorous to distract somebody from what they're going
0: through. Like right. if
1: there's a loss or something like that.
0: Right. So but that, humor, go ahead. I'm sorry. But humor
1: can also be a way to disguise your pain.
0: That's what he was saying. That's exactly <laughs> what he was saying. And he was saying, like, you're you you laughing in this moment where we're fighting is to take you off of the the truth of what you feel, that you're anxious about what you saw and that the fact that you can't remember anything. Like mm-hmm. it's a it's almost like you said, like a disguise. It'll, 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 it'll. It's a distraction, and then sometimes, like you said, it can be good when someone is depressed. And we bring out humor to make make them come out of that space. So it it can be a tool of deliverance, I'll say. But in the other end, if it's used too much, it's a mask.
1: A mask that eventually cripples
0: you. Oh, okay. Because who wants to be around somebody who can't be taken seriously? At any point.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Cause I'm, you know I'm, I'm a fool. I like I like us to laugh, okay? We go if you're gonna sit around me long enough, we're gonna laugh at least 20 times in the conversation. Cause that's <laughs> that's just how the Lord made me, okay? We're gonna laugh, but at the end of the day, when I know I have something that I have to address, I can't always address it What's trying
2: doing?
0: to, you know, trying exactly as human I can't address it that way. I have to stand in. My grace. I have to stand in my strength, and I have to stand in the truth. <laughs> I got. I've not. I gotta not let um, humor pull me away from the truth. Absolutely. Period. And point blank. Last one uh, from this beginning scene. Anger only serves your enemy. Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you, Alicia, but. If I get if I get angry, let's just talk about the fact that it's taken me a while to get there. Let's start there. If I allow you to get me angry, it's been a while that this has been stewing. Absolutely and you won't let you won't get all of this. And by the time we get done, you gonna knew I was angry and I have been angry and I'm not finished being angry until I'm done being angry. So you gonna get as long as it took me to get to a place where I explode and, and you know, shoot out like a volcano, <laughs> that's how long it's gonna take me to come back down. Like Yeah. And so like sometimes I think for me, the serving the of the enemy, it makes it look like the enemy is the victim. Wow! Yeah, is that crazy? Like the way that I explode sometimes, because again, it's an emotion. Anger is an emotion, and if it's not controlled, if it's just left to you know be at its own strength, like I be, like I be like, well, you gonna get this? You gonna get this work? Get all of it here, okay? And and at that point, it looks like I'm the bully, <laughs> and the person who did me wrong is actually the victim. They become a victim, Lord have mercy. They become a victim of my inability to control myself. No one knew that was a thing. <laughs> no. Jenny. Girl. <laughs> they become a victim of my reckless abandon of control.
1: They
0: get, they get hit by hitting the driveway, and and it looks like. Oh my God! I just wish you you and and everybody at that point when I go off because I I don't I don't have a lot. One, <laughs> one of I went on a when I went on a trip in Europe. One of the guys on the trip the second time around, he said, "You know, the one person I haven't seen get angry is Janine. and because I haven't seen her get angry, I'm actually very nervous because she." in times where people went off and you know she just she just stayed real even cute and i told him i was like it's because i know the damage that happens when i don't care so i have to i have to be very careful because i know what happens when i don't care anymore and so um when he said that i was like dang like you know, I was like, it's about choices. Like at the end of the day, it's about choices. I get to choose one that rouses me up, what rouses me up. But mm-hmm. I also get to choose how I respond. Mm-hmm. If I need to respond and if it's worth the aftermath of me going on. If, if it's worth the damage that is created after I lose control. And nine times out of 10, it's not. It benefits the enemy more when I lose control. Hmm. (laughs) It's these hmms. (laughs) You got something to share?
1: No, it makes me really think about those times that I just let somebody come in and be like, boop. And I'd be like, dang. But then like you just said to me, once it gets happening, it don't go back off that easy. Yeah. I be barely taking breaths in between when I go. I'll be forgetting to breathe. (laughs) I've learned, like you said, to set those boundaries and control that energy that's around me. So be like, alrighty. Like, cool. You noticed it. You're aware of it. Here's that boundary. And you don't get to cross it. And I think that's a lot of like a lot of people's problem We get these boundaries or we set boundaries and then we're passive when people cross like oh it's okay this is my first time setting a boundary no 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 respect that boundary because I don't want you coming in disrupting my peace I work hard to be here and when you work hard for that you don't allow for people to come in to disrupt it
0: that's that is the truth because if we would stand firm on our boundaries, we would have lots lots less offense. Literally. Yep. Because people would not, um, see, people are habitual line steppers because we allow them to be like you said, mm-hmm. we allow them to tell us <laughs> that it's oh, I, okay.
1: No, I was just thinking about what you said, allowing them continuously to do it or give you a response like, oh I ain't mean it like that. Like maybe no, you like twenty six years old. You meant what you said. You said what you meant
0: and you meant it, okay? And it's okay that you meant it that way. I'm just going to tell you it's not going to work for me, period. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. For for me, um, I was just Mm -hmm. talking about this with my my family. In certain relationships, um, especially romantic ones, there are certain things that I have to address because disappointment (laughs) is a major thing for me. So I'll be like, okay, listen, this one thing that you're doing right here, I'm going to need you to uh, adjust that because this one right thing right here, like this, if you don't adjust this, this is not going to work. And it's because I have learned that staying quiet and giving in and letting people have their way means they will always have their way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally, it means letting them have their way guarantees that they will have their way. It almost guarantees that they'll have more of their way and stomping over yours, literally. So instead of letting it get to that point, like you said, setting boundaries and standing firm on them protects peace. And peace is, I don't know about nobody else, but I can't afford to be missing no peace. Huh? Huh? Especially the peace of the Lord. That passeth all understand it, as the scripture said. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna take that from me. No, absolutely not. not. Not gonna do it. So those are the four in the beginning fight scene, and um, I think we served that all of those were like accurate statements. <laughs> we are pretty much very accurate statements, right? Um, and the next... Part kind of goes into that. Um, so I put on my notes that uh, Beers, who is, you know, Captain Marvel, our main character, um, but they know her as Beers in the beginning, um, engages with the supreme intelligence. Now, yeah. the supreme intelligence shows up as someone who you respect or admire. Okay, first thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Is how, and, I, and this is going to be a, an, a personal conversation, um, just a little bit, because I want to talk about how God introduces himself. Mm. So if you can remember, do you remember how, what your first introduction with God was like? Like, not the God that people showed you, but you're like your first introduction to God's voice, to his, you know, heart, all of that. What does that look like? The first time. skip over,
1: like, you know, him giving me prophecies and words for everybody else. You okay? okay. The first time that, the very first time, like, I always had encounters and I yeah. had encounters with them, like, you know, like, he'll come, he'll speak, in like, the still voice and all of that. I had those, but like you said, the person one, I gotta let you guys know. So, um, <clears throat> I was sexually assaulted about, like, two years ago, two and a half years ago now. And what happened was in order for me to leave the hospital, had to take all these antibiotics it was like 10 pills i had to take Plan b's um the stds stis aids all this stuff and i was like i walked out feeling depleted i walked out feeling empty and in that during that time i was working all the way out in lagrange so that was like 45 minutes to an hour from where i lived um and i was in undergrad still the medicine I had to take these like I had to take like four pills and a warning in between but they were so harsh on my body that it caused me to regurgitate everything so I had made up in my mind when I told the police officer at the hospital he said usually in a case like this you can't return back to work or to school because it'll have a negative effect on it I said and I looked at him and I told him I cannot go to work but to give up school I'll die and he looked at me and he was like go to school and before I could even get back into school physically I was lying on the bathroom floor everybody had left went on to work Um, it sounds kind of rude but it's the truth they carried on with their lives and and in that moment now that I look back on I needed it I was laying on the floor and like I, I could not move I barely could breathe by myself everything and I was like this is what death feels like huh And I was like, "Why?" I was like, but God, I'm not ready to go. And he was like, he literally told me like, you don't have to. And I was like, okay, so my papa was bringing Gatorades, but how, where I was at, at that time, I had to get up, put on shoes and clothes and walk down. But mind you, I've been laying on the bathroom floor and trying to suck on ice cubes to give me something, give me some energy and yet and still that wasn't working and god literally i literally felt god's presence like helped me get up off that floor like every breath that i took it was like literally god breathing back inside breathing back inside and when i made it to the door i was like god i gotta walk down this like this basically this long path but everything feels so heavy And he was like i got it i made it out the door and back and when i came right back in i collapsed
0: and slept the rest of the day Jesus, the Christ of Passover. You never know. First off, let's just let's just start with you never know people's stories. So it's intentional that you engage with you know not only people on a level of you know like church and stuff, but just engage with people as people you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. as brothers and sisters and family you know because that's what we are we are the body of Christ we are family and engaging with people's story you find so much strength Mm -hmm. into not only what God has brought them through but who he showed up to them as so who God showed up to you as was not only a healer but he literally showed up as help like yes,
1: my help came from the
0: Lord, literally, very present help in the time of trouble. Like scripture was no longer just scripture; it was actual. It was all physical, action, physical help. Yes, that is amazing. That is amazing. Do you recall? So, like in Samuel, um, and let me do mine first. Let me. Um, and mine, mine was. <laughs> I had been around church forever and ever, amen. Um, but I think the first time I remember hearing the voice of God, I was in, it was so weird. I was in the shower and I was just like, you know, get ready for church. And I heard the very familiar scripture, to whom much is given, much is required. And I didn't know what any of that meant. I just knew I heard it in church a lot, right? So I went to the altar i was in i was in a place of indecision if you've been on this podcast or if you know me personally you know my story is is very full of ups and downs with god <laughs> mostly because there were a lot of disappointments and human failures and um a lot of you know there was molestation there was um separation of, of parents there was a lot of feeling depressed and all of those things um uh, but when i was 18 it was like God was winning my heart. Like he literally was winning my heart. He was like, before you decide to either one harm yourself or find yourself in all of these other people, places and things, I want a chance to love you. Like I want the chance. So he was like, I've given you much. (laughs) <laughs> the requirement's about to go up. Like, I'm I'm going to require a relationship from you. Now, I didn't know at 18 what that meant. I didn't know, I, I knew that there were a lot of people that, were, that had been telling me since middle school that I was going to be a preacher. I did not want to be a preacher. In fact, I did all of the things to ensure that he would pick someone else. Intentionally. I was like, the sex, yes. The guys, yes. The thing. That I know I should not be doing. Yes, let's go in that direction. Cause then he'll pick somebody else. And he was like, "So when you done, <laughs> when you finish, <laughs> when you finish, I I'll be over here, okay? I'm a, I'm I'm still. I promise I'm not gonna leave you. So I'm gonna wait till you finish all of that. And I, I just want you to know I'm still bidding bidding to love you. I, I still got this, and I still got. St- I still have something more for you to do, right? So when he said those words. I, I was expecting his voice to sound like my pastor cuz obviously you know when we when we go to church people sometimes take scripture and apply it to everything right when they when they take a certain story in the bible they'll say if it doesn't happen like this it's not god it could be just other spirits and other things that you engage because when God speaks to you and introduces himself to you, it obviously has to be like Samuel. So if you don't know the story of Samuel in the Bible, <laughs> when God called Samuel to be a prophet, he was in the temple working, right? He Or he was actually asleep, right? So he was a temple. He was dedicated to God. So he was working in the temple with Eli. When he heard the voice of God in his bed, to him, It sounded like Eli. Why did it sound like Eli? Because Eli was the only other voice that was in the temple. There wasn't nobody else coming in there, but the two of them. They was the only ones working and and really living to sacrifice to the Lord. They were the only ones literally there for the work, right? And so um, the voice sounded to him like his leader. Do I believe everybody who is introduced to God hears the voice of their leader first? not really because mm-hmm. that's not what i heard <laughs> not me. okay and and sometimes like you said it's the still still small voice that you get it's just a knowing it's an impression and then and that's how he introduces to you sometimes he introduces himself through your intuition like just just that knowing that gut feeling that you just like I can't shake this, I gotta go that way. It's literally Holy Spirit trying to get your attention and, and guide you by way of your gut feelings. But but I think that the father is as, remember he that one souls is wise. So I think the father um, has different frequencies depending on what you need at the moment. For you, you needed the still small voice, um, to come and literally help you and bring rescue and deliverance in a very real situation, right? For me, I needed some, <laughs> I needed a little stern, alright, you've been doing this church for a while thing and and it's cute what you're doing, but it ain't what I, I'm requiring. It's not what I need. I need more from you. Come out of there. And it was, a, it literally sounded stern. It didn't sound like my pastor, but it did sound a little stern. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little star. for, for you who is listening, who are listening to this podcast, I would ask the Lord to reveal himself to you, literally, um, and to show you his real heart, because again, sometimes when you're reading scripture, you feel like you haven't heard the voice of the Lord because it didn't sound like your leader and somebody told you so that you would listen to their voice. I'm gonna talk about manipulation in a little bit, but <laughs> somebody manip- use that as manipulation so that they could uh be the controlling factor um in your life. And that is not always the truth. It's not always the truth. It doesn't have to be the voice of your pastor. It can, it can sound like an authority figure, it can sound like your intuition. You just have to, I, I would say, be open to do what the scripture says, which is try the spirit by the word. <laughs> okay? If it ain't, if it don't line up with his character and his word, it's all right. You you, you done heard something else. It's okay. It's all right. But the Lord does <laughs> the, the, the Lord does introduce Himself in many different ways as long as we are open to receive Him, Literally. Absolutely. Now she said something about serving with honor. Do you wanna tackle that? Cause I think you wrote that on a note. Oh. Let
1: serve well and serve with
0: honor. What does that mean? To you, especially because we talked about last week about you serving others and Mm -hmm. being willing to serve others, right? Being in a place where you were just like, yay, okay, I serve you. (laughs) This is what the Lord wants you to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yay! So, what the but what does it mean to serve with honor? Mm. To serve well and to serve
1: with honor. I like counting it really just counting it in honor that the Lord is using you in that capacity to tell you the truth because I'm, I always joke around when well, people think I be joking around but I will be serious like all I be doing is want to be used like you want to put on the volunteer team I'm alright you ain't got to give me a stage in the lifetime so go, I go do something else um, so the, the serving the well portion I honestly feel like those go together because yeah. in order to show you honor I have to operate in excellence in a sense um, and I also, when I heard that served well and was honor, I also thought about it's really all for his glory and for his honor. So with knowing that and having that in my mind, it's like, all right, it's for his glory and for his honor. And I don't want to mishandle God's things. So I'm going to make sure that I do it to my best ability, in a sense.
0: When I tell you... You, you in the spirit on the Lord's day. All right, so y'all know I like scripture and stories in scripture because they they, they literally bring out principles like this. And when I, I ain't gonna hold you. When I first read this story about David, Janine Michelle Thompson was like, "Nope." Okay, so it's <laughs> I'm gonna tell you the truth because it's a scripture. Um, it's a story in the Bible uh, where David is being pursued by Saul, right? And this is. Right, Saul has went buku bananas in his mind he's you know got a tormenting spirit that David really has served him to um, get him get it relieved from him but the moment jealousy and envy enters his heart it makes him madder and actually more insane so he goes after trying to kill someone who only was trying to serve him in the beginning let's start there. So David isn't trying to take over the throne at this point. He's only trying to serve Saul. And Saul gets in his mind that David's going to take over. So he tries to kill David and pursue David. Um, It was a point where they get to a cave and Saul relieving himself in the cave.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Baby when David realized that he could really kill and the the soldiers that were with him was like, well, the Lord has given you the victory. Go ahead. Go ahead yeah. and chop his head up. Okay. Go ahead and have you a filet of salt. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and so <laughs> I, that is so dumb. What? Is that a filet a of salt? Like, oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's a filet of salt for me. Anyway, so, so he goes and he cuts off a piece of his robe and he tells him literally. This is, the the Lord has spared you. I got close enough to take your role because I wanted you to understand that I'm not going to kill the Lord's servant, right? And even when his warriors were like, what are you doing? This man is trying to kill you, he's trying to pursue you. He's, for multiple times, he's been trying to kill you. He's, he said he's gonna stop and won't stop. He's crazy, You he's gotta take him out. Every time, He had the opportunity. He chose not to. And this is what he said. He said, I will not touch whom the Lord has anointed.
1: Yeah. Wait,
0: y'all. Hold up. Pause. King Jesus, let's talk. Because I got a question. Um, You mean to tell me that it pleased you for him to not kill a man who was trying to kill him? Yeah. <laughs> Who The weight of that. Definitely. But he saw the reward
1: of heaven later. Yes. Because vengeance was the Lord's.
0: Yeah. And this is what I, I wrote in my book when I was reviewing that story because, you know, I, I did a book called The Great Exchange and one of the exchanges was vengeance for honor. And the one thing that I said, girl, listen, it's listen, whole-
1: you can't talk over the fact that you just said that. <laughs> Vengeance for honor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a real opportunity to get even. And instead of taking that opportunity, he took the opportunity to honor. So the Lord, when I was you know, because you know, I, I, I got to ask OG questions, right? Because it don't, certain things don't make sense to me. Like what? Why? Why? Why are we doing it this way? Like, help me understand. And the Lord said to me something very clear. He said, what would he have benefited, benefited, what would have benefited David if he had started his kingship, his reign? Because it was already guaranteed that he was going to be the next king. But if yeah. he had killed King Saul, he would have started his reign in a reign of what they would call treason. Yeah, he would be known for treason instead of being known for being a giant killer, for being one who served and honored Saul even for being one um, who continuously was a warrior and in the end Saul ended up falling on his own sword yeah it wasn't that he had to get vengeance it was literally the, the enemy took out himself <laughs> because David didn't take the opportunity to do it for him. So sometimes I think we think, and and this is what the Lord had to like remind me of. It's like, first off, when I say the battle is mine, I don't always think with, it's not that I'm going to take them out. It's that sometimes they're going to do it themselves. Their own madness will be their ruin sometimes. Like sometimes it may be that their judgment comes from me, but most of the time it'll be that the consequence of their decisions is that they hang themselves. What you trying to kill them for? They gotta watch you eat, huh? What you trying to kill them for? What you, what the? It honors me that you would choose to not get even and yeah. let me handle it. So when you said serve well and serve with honor, the first thing I thought was, okay, I got I gotta serve. Not only do I have to serve with a spirit of excellence, but even if they aren't an honorable leader it doesn't mean that I become a dishonorable servant. Yeah. Period, point blank. I'm not in control of them, I'm in control of them. So I get to choose how I serve, I don't get to choose how they leave. Period. <laughs> All the crazy is doing these random hand moves. If y'all can see me, anyway. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it, it just adds to all of the the crazy that is me. Okay, so point number three, because we're only on point number three, my God, Jesus, Lord. Okay, so I put <laughs> the next part I went to was the first mission, which was um, when the scroll, the scroll, the the they they were you know going to relieve the operative. They were going to save or do a deliverance mission. Yeah. And save this man from scroll influence and attack. What they didn't know was that they were encountering a species of people who were masters at manipulation. Not only were they masters at manipulating themselves as far as like what they looked like, their appearance, but they were masters at manipulating memory. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we're going to talk about they weren't the only manipulators. They were just the ones that we were introduced to first, right? Mm-hmm. Now, my question that I wrote down was Is there any good that comes from manipulation? Mm. Child.
1: Watching this movie, I would say yes. Ah. We got to untwist it and bring it on out. Um, you know what? I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to say yes because when I used to work in this specific area Mm -hmm. um, I knew that the people that were there had an all-out against me. I knew that um, it was like, hey, if we can get rid of her, we can do whatever we want in here. We can have free range. We don't have to go by, you know, making sure that we look a certain way to these people, making sure that we're able to have things on supply and demand. And I knew these things, but going back to the last statement, I knew that because I didn't expose my hands and what I knew, it really brought the Lord honor and I ended up being promoted. But I knew I had already knew the conversations, but I act like I didn't know. And then in certain, and sometimes in conversation, I would tell them certain things to reel them on in. So they are like before I get to this location I used to work at, they've already had like, them a little powwow. When I'm not in the building, they've had them a powwow. But ne- and nobody ever knew what Elise did. So they never knew that I knew that this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one all were together and like, hey, the first time she slept, if she, she late too much, if she eating on the counter, if she, like, we gonna keep tallies on it. We gonna basically try to build a case against her so we can go up and present it so we can get her out of there. But Vengeance is the Lord's.
0: Right. And so... I still serve her That is good. That is good because, again, not only does it so I wanna, I wanna bring the definition of manipulation up because mm-hmm. you know me, your girl has to look up everything cause that's just who I am as an individual. Um, and every definition that I found said this one word, influence. It literally talked about the misuse of influence. It was like, if you are manipulating and controlling something, right? You have some sort of influence over it, okay? Okay. You have some kind of way leading, some kind of connection to it and some kind of um, influence with it, right? Yeah. The good that I found in one recognize, is that one, if you can recognize (laughs) that someone is operating in manipulation, you are that much Closer to being free from the rain and the influence of it. Mm-hmm. Most of the people, when people, en- uh, most of the time when people engage with manipulation, they don't even know it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Most of the time when people are being manipulated, <laughs> as Brown said, manipulated. Okay. Okay. Manip- okay. When they are being manipulated, they don't even know what's going on. They they're not really privy to the fact that this person's influence is steering them in a direction that is self-serving. Now, I was thinking, because again, I had to, when I looked up the definitions, they were talking about control. Mm -hmm. And in some instances, we don't manipulate, but we do have influence. Mm -hmm. So if I recognize, that they are using their influence wrong. What I also recognize is that they have taught me in reverse how to use influence. Okay, so they didn't teach me the right way, but they taught me the wrong way, which taught me the right way. You understand? They 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 didn't show me how to honor God with my influence. They showed me how to honor me with my influence. And by way of that lesson, I got to reject honoring me and honor God instead. Because some lessons do not come the way that you think. Some lessons come by way of learning in reverse. What they did, I will not. (laughs) How how they behaved, I will not. How they loved, I will not because it's not love. It's control. It's manipulation. It's not really love at this point. I'm, yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other lesson. <laughs> but the good that comes from manipulation is that when you can acknowledge that someone is trying to steer you in a self-serving way, yep. you get to choose to one serve well and honor God. Mm-hmm and not honor them but in honoring god like you said he will promote you and most of the time when he promotes you it's in front of everybody that tried to steer you in the wrong direction yeah him if 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 you honor him publicly and in secret there are a lot of things that God will b- literally blow your mind on how he rewards you openly. Alicia's business is in a testament to that. <laughs> that while she, while they were trying to steer her and get her out, they really just were setting themselves up to be not only without a worker, but to put in the earth another entrepreneur. Thank you, manipulators. You're and dumb. The training ground. Thank you for the training ground. Yeah. You told me how to do this right. By doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> by doing it wrong. But they manipulated to get information. And we, we know a little later that their intentions were a little bit better than we thought. Because the way we're introduced to them, we're introduced to the scroll as... Uh, technically, as the villains, right? The villain. yeah. We think that they are the the killers and they they the evil people because they can they just trick you. And the weird part, I'm gonna go to the next point. The weird part is that while they are manipulating, they end up changing faces and they manipulate her memories but the good that came out of that uh i also gotta say this the good that came out of them manipulating her memories and she didn't know where to find them she did not know where to find she she was being her mind was being controlled it was a blank slate as far as her memories um were concerned and she was having these flashes So she couldn't ever get a full memory until they started to manipulate. (laughs) She she didn't really know what was in her until they started to manipulate. These memories, now she said to the one she, you know, when she was trying to attack the scroll man, she said, what did you do to my mind? He said, I didn't put nothing in there that wasn't in there already. Yeah. I ain't give you no new memories. I just showed you what was already there. And she realized that there was something she was missing. That the, even in this state of them controlling what she, you know, what she could see and, and that there was more there than she thought. She had to get down to one, figuring out what these scroll were trying to do with that information, why they were trying to... to track down Lawson. Why did Lawson live in her brain and she had no idea? Like, what'd you say, girl? <laughs> like, Lawson, why are you living in my brain? What you here for? And I don't know who you... you are not on, Lawson, not only are you in my brain, but you showed up as supreme intelligence. So I honestly respect you and honor you, and I have no idea why I honor you. I have no idea the history because my history has been talked about. That's A whole nother, yeah. that's a whole nother Say it one more time. Mm-mm. <laughs> say it one more time. I said, <laughs>
1: <laughs> When you just said that, it made me think about neology and how the um Apostle Thomas Will had on a shirt that history belongs to the intercessors.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm texting it a little bit, I like it. <laughs>
1: it just it just really just made me think about that how they took her history and they made alter alterations to it
0: to yeah. basically
1: be able to control it exactly what you just said to control it but it never belonged to them it belonged
0: to her they had robbed her of her right to remember yeah <laughs> like her place oh okay not and not remember for a sulking purpose or remember, you know, so that she could never move forward, but to remember what happened to make her who she was. Interestingly enough, and I'm gonna try to move on because this, this can go an interesting kind mm-hmm. of ways. Um, when when the scrolls first started looking at her memories, do you like their reaction? I don't know about you, but their reaction crap. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, 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 go back, go back, go
1: back, go, back, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Send it back again. set it back again. like, bro, you're in a commentary. <laughs> huh, she it, can
0: hear you in her thoughts to you. It literally was like, focus, focus. Who are you talking to me? Do you hear that voice? What is that? Like, they were, and the fact that he was saying, like, when he started, when she's when they had the human memories, right? They were like, is this the same person? Like <laughs> Are we in the right... Wait a minute. We done went too far back. Hold on. We got to go forward. I got... I'm sure we're not in the right person's memory. Because I don't... This ain't even the same. No, I don't... I'm not sure. And it's interesting. To me, that reaction reminds me of when people hear stories like the one you just told. Or when people hear stories like, you know, when they engage with, um, you know, other testimonies that I give. People are so, like oh my God, I can't believe you went through such and such. And, <laughs> and it's because I have the right to remember, I don't have the right to stay angry and stay in that space, but I have the right to remember the power that came from those moments of brokenness. The, the, the memories serve uh, to me, no lo- they no longer serve as pain, but they serve as proof of God's goodness. Like, like when you when y'all came to passion Nights, i think the song that i sung was about the goodness of god like legit like all my life you've been faithful and and it's it's a dope song because the truth of the matter is is no matter how many hard experiences i have been through every time i look at them now i can see the difference in the person like it's like Oh this if you were to look back in the script of who Janine was, you'd be like, wait, this couldn't this could possibly be. <laughs> we are in the wrong person memories. Sorry, skip until the uh next part. Skip till we find the part where she where things change. Cause this is this this can't be. This girl right here was depressed a lot. And I understand how this person turned into that person. That 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 looks crazy. These could these are two night and day individuals. Her not having her history, or not having an inkling of her history, stopped a lot of um, of her knowing what to do next because she didn't know where she is.
1: She didn't know how to identify herself.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because because in in your history and in those experiences you see the sum total of who you are, literally what God's intention was. And creation is revealed in all of those experiences. But if those experiences are robbed from you or you've suppressed them, this is why I tell, like, I I was like, it's okay to tell your story. It's okay to know people's story. It's okay. You're no longer that person. And even if you are, that's okay too. You don't have to be that the next second. As long as you got this good thing called breath, you can make another decision. Hello? You and I am not the same person I was ten minutes ago. It's okay. It's all right. It's good, and it's okay, and it's a good thing. Lord, we don't went down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Let us pause for these commercial breaks. (laughs) So our next. Point um, as a result of getting away from the scroll, right, and trying to to get to Earth, to figure out to the next planet and Planet C fifty three, which is Earth. Trying to figure out what the next planet is, how to stop it, all of those things. um Merz is is having some problems with the scroll because they're good manipulators. She wants to stop them, but she is having a hard time detecting the truth. Having a hard time detecting what who's really on her side, <laughs> mm-hmm. who's really the good guy, who's really the bad guy, um, and she meets Fury, who is my favorite agent mm-hmm. of all time. Like I love Fury; he's hilarious. Um, but she meets him um, when he gets the call about her falling through the blockbuster. Hilarious that this blockbuster is like a thing in this movie. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so she falls through the blockbuster. Um, he tries to get information about um, who she is, where she comes from. She tells him the truth, right? And the interesting thing is, neither one of them could detect the truth. Neither one of them. They always like they were always having trouble because the scroll were such good manipulators. They were they yeah. were really good at lying. Just just they they their appearances. Even when she um, asked Fury to prove that he was a, not a squirrel, she was saying yeah. he was saying I could do a, a DNA sample, she was like, uh-uh, it'll match. That's how good they were at manipulating. They could take people's DNA, like legit. So with that said, <laughs> I would like to ask this question that is not in my notes. Um you have especially when you talked about the manipulators that you knew um or engaged with was there any person that you i guess came in contact with that you were having a trouble like really real big trouble trying to decipher were they on your team or not or did you just like already know that all of them were against you or and, and it doesn't have to be at that job, but it could have been like just somewhere in your life where you were like, I thought you was on my side, but you was not. I don't know who you is. Cause you that that good of a, a shapeshifter. You can seem like yeah. you're on my side and then you're not. Yeah. What does that look like?
1: Um, almost like the scrolls, just that um he wasn't he wasn't able to change physically. Huh? <laughs>
0: Baby!
1: <laughs> he just wasn't able to change physically. And I was like, Sir, so I've never done anything to you while working here. But okay. Oh, yeah. They, yep, I'm going to go ahead. they they going to be promoting you. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. And I'm like, All this good stuff. Like, yeah. Ooh, ooh. No, you want me out of here, too. So you can do all the stuff that you want to <laughs> So
0: Why you why, why you want to do that? Why you want to? They didn't have to do that. You
1: could have just told me you were on their side too. I wasn't
0: going to change what I was doing. I was going to keep being easy. Period. Now that's the good part of what you just said is what Beers, Beers never adjusted who she was because they kept changing. For mm-hmm. instance, let's point out, the bring out this point. When she went to go chase that, scroll down on that dang train, and it had changed into the image of an old woman.
1: That old woman caught that work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, and the people were looking at her like she was crazy. They were a fall. I mean, how you gonna slap this old lady? But she knew that it was a squirrel because she saw the lady get off. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh no, I know what you is. And I'm not going, I know these people might think I'm a bully, but at the end of the day, yeah. I know the truth. And the man that the scroll changed him to next was probably the only person on that train to be like, oh wait, hold on. that That's something different. he was looking like-
1: He had to grab his briefcase like he had clutched his pearls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's still in my life too. Wait a minute. I thought you was an old lady. That's why she fighting. Got me. And I think sometimes like, uh, again, when we don't, <laughs> when people can't see what we see right and and they don't have the intel that we have they can be like well you just didn't have to go all the way in (laughs) like you didn't have to do it like that and it's like no actually i did i can't change who i'm called to be because this person has a nice personality it's still manipulation because Go ahead. It's all right. We we free. We talk about whatever we want.
1: Guys, I'm big on showing honor to my, to my leaders or my or my leader. But child, a battle with being an armor bear. They be like Lizzie, you don't smile. You not clapping. You ain't shouting. I'm on my post.
0: Yes. You
1: all are not seeing what I'm seeing at this angle.
0: Yeah
1: you all focus on the word and the speaker and I sit a certain way where I can see who I'm armor bearing in the entire room. Yeah. If you get too close then yeah. you gon' have a problem. Yeah. If I see you shundara and your shundaras ain't adding up <coughs> and the Lord done revealing stuff to me I'm gonna come visit you in the spirit. <laughs> but I remember when um, cause you know I and my best friend, but when it comes down to ministry assignments, it's all that's all cut, all that's to cut. Right. I remember um, we had this was like after the one year anniversary, and I believe that we were in Cincinnati, Ohio. Again, and somebody came to, came out there, and um, she was a part, and she was serving, and all that great stuff. And she pulled me aside because I was like, Lord, I had gotten to a point where I was like, you know what, Lord, I'm gonna lay this down, and I'm just gonna. Come off my post, you're not gonna guard it, and I'm gonna let everybody have free range so that everybody can see that no, this really does leave this individual depleted. This does come up with these attacks and all that, and then I got convicted, and I was like, okay, no, I ain't gonna do that. Yeah. Not doing that, with not doing that, that individual came back and was like, the Lord, you know, really checked my spirit in the service because I realized that this individual that you're serving, she's very open, she loves the Lord people, Lord, the Lord's people the Lord's people and their well-being and all this but you understand that people are coming to just take, 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 yeah. take and they're not even doing anything with the last impartation that yeah. she's made yeah. so I apologize wow. and I was like wow and,
0: yeah. and what we learned is that other people's reality is not always the truth It's just how they see things. Mm -hmm. And I can't adjust my life based on what they see just because they see it. Especially if it's not God that's saying it. Now, there have been times when someone will see something and it'll be literally the Lord. Like, remember we were talking about that this week, girl. (laughs) Hey, girl, I just sent this person so you know I'm not the only one that is bringing it up. I'm bringing it up again through this individual because they are sensitive and they have a relationship with me. So if that that is the case, then okay. I understand. Got it. Thank you. I received the word of the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and talk to the OG about how I can adjust. If If it's just that you want me to be a certain way because it appeases you, I'm not obligated to give you that. I'm obligated to serve in my role and be me. Woo! That was a heavy one. So, (laughs) the same uh, memories, because what they said was that memories uh, for scroll, they could only pull up recent memories. They weren't able to pull up history, like you said, right? They weren't able to pull up history for the individuals that they were trying to pretend they were, or who they were trying to pretend they were, um, and because they couldn't pull up history, the way you you could tell who you was dealing with is if they had enough memories to prove that they were who they said they were. For instance, um, right, you know, Fury um, told all his business, okay, about his diagonal toast that he can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Nina T, and I'm here with a pause for a cause. Are you a business owner who is looking to expand your business or or maybe you're a new owner, a new entrepreneur, and you just want to make sure you're doing everything that you can to make your business the best that it can be? Well, I've got news for you. Power Over Poverty is hosting their Mentee to Mentor program, and it's just for you. This program is six weeks of jam packed information where you can learn how to structure your business while accessing business funding, learning tips and tricks from all of the experts. Now, registration is already open, so go over to www.poweroverpoverty.net and make sure you sign up. Uh, make sure you get all that you need to get so that we can do business the kingdom way. So, um, so Fury uh, had enough memories to, to prove <laughs> who he was. And um, but he didn't always know when he was encountering a scroll, like his boss. He had no idea. Uh not his boss, the new recruit. The new recruit. Yeah. Oh yeah, his boss too. his boss too, because he called him Nicholas. Right. That was the thing. When 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 his he said Nicholas, he was like, uh-uh, nobody calls me Nicholas.
1: He just has explained that to Beers.
0: I just told her that don't nobody call me, uh, everybody call me Fury. And the fact that you called me Nicholas, let me get off on this floor before. (laughs) Let me get off, let me go ahead. And I think sometimes, again, we were talking about the introductory uh, voice of God and that the Lord will sometimes talk to us in different ways. That intuition is one of the most underrated vehicle of the voice of Holy Spirit like literally even Paul said in scripture my conscience works with Holy Spirit like literally like he was saying like he uses the Holy Spirit uses my gut to tell me things and sometimes we don't pay attention to that nagging pressing but it's literally Holy Spirit like hey 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 I know you don't acknowledge me fully yet and I know you don't want to acknowledge my voice, but I love you so much. I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> I want to keep you from getting in trouble and in, in trials and tribulations and all of those things. Also, that same gut, that same intuition led them to Rambo's house. Because when they were in the uh, plane, Beers was like, well, the one person that we can talk to must be the last person so it's alive. let's go ahead to rambo she ain't know nothing about couldn't remember rambo only remember the snapshots of the memory but she didn't remember how close they were she didn't know really their relationship because she couldn't have access to those memories and it wasn't until uh rambo's daughter brought out all the pictures that she started to remember she started to remember um, and I think that God sometimes, like you said, not only houses the history with our intercessors, but literally, he will literally give those people who have been with us, who have been covering us, insight on how to bring us out of moments
1: yeah.
0: where we could get lost, yeah. <laughs> literally lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um- yeah, go ahead, go ahead. With that, I
1: actually put, um, I don't know where it said in scripture, but I remember my grandmother telling me this growing up and then when I gave my yes to the Lord that out of the mouths of babe shall come the truth. Her daughter actually was encouraging to her when it was time for her to go into space. She was like, no, it's too dangerous. She was like, you gonna give that up to come sit on the couch with me and watch fresh a I can go sit with grandma and papa. You go ahead and go. She like, no. And she looked at her like, dang, where did this come from? It was always there. And she had to remind you of who you were and your assignment.
0: Absolutely. Because sometimes, like, we can be in a way of being so long. And being a mother, right, she was like, oh, no, I got to take care of my first responsibility. But at the end of the day, before you had a child... You were a, a pilot. You were you were after that. You were going after that. And so mm-hmm. you can't give up that passion and that purpose because you've added something to your family. You got you got you got other ways for the baby to be taken care of.
1: I said the daughter remind her of that as well.
0: Yes. Like my, my grandparents got me. Don't don't use me as no excuse. Okay? Mm-hmm. Listen. Don't don't use me as a reason as why you're not going to be all the things that you you were called to be.
1: And can we say that the daughter had kid-like faith? Because she knew that, she believed that her mother was coming back, that the mission had already like, it was going, like, you were going to win, and you're going to come back and tell me all about it.
0: Period. Okay. Why? Why? The reason why I love talking about Disney movies is because none of them end with the um, with the mindset that things don't get better, you know what I mean. Like in the mind of a child, the impossible is just a a a. All you need to do is put space in between the impossible to make it impossible. Legit, like that, the <laughs> the word itself says impossible. If if we would just learn how to put put with the space in the right place, we can see the impossible things to turn into possible things, literally. The things yeah. that we think are impossible are very much possible. But most of us older people mm-hmm. have become realist and called ourselves believers. Mm-hmm. And we function in a level of realism to where God wants to give us certain blueprints or he wants to take us on certain journeys but he can't take us take us cuz we don't even believe it's possible. We don't even believe there's more like Bell said than to this provincial life. Like we don't believe that there is more out there than us jo- doing the same thing over and over and over again. We feel like sometimes as adults we need to find comfortability and finding comfortability gives you routine, but it doesn't always give you a fulfillment of purpose. Most this of the time, yeah, most of the time fulfillment of purpose is right on the outside of your comfort zone. I said, this is true. <laughs> i was screaming. So it it leaves in the Rambo's house. They, they decide to do the mission. Now, I love that Rambo was able to, like I said, talk her out of this, I don't know who I am. but she only felt that way because the scroll came back with the black box and when they came back with the black box with the evidence that she had been lied to this whole time now of course when she talked to the Kree uh, leader or whatever um, her her commander right she could tell something was off because he wasn't giving her all the information it's like why you won't tell me that I'm a part of this? Like, why, why you won't tell me my part of this? I know some, you're not telling me all of it. Just like Nicholas knew something, or not Nicholas, Fury knew, because I ain't going to, the man said call him Fury. <laughs> I'm going to call Fury, okay? <laughs> but Fury was like, uh-uh, no, no, absolutely not. Something ain't right here. This man that is." that I've been serving is not my leader. That's not my leader. I know that mm. there are some parts that are missing. But once they got the information and the memories resurfaced, they realized that everything that had been told to them was a lie. Like legit and a full, complete lie. Now the the scroll had to um, own up to their ways of deception. They had to yeah. own up to their their way of um protecting themselves looked like manipulation to other people, right? It looked like manipulating other people so that they could protect their their race, right? So that they wouldn't be killed off. And she was like, he was like literally like, I was afraid. You done killed off twenty of my my good uh a uh, scroll. Like you done killed my people. Twenty of my innocent people you done killed off. You killed them all. So I gotta make sure that you are the right kind of person, like Lawson was. When she found out who Lawson really was and what Lawson was trying to do, she was like, "Oh snap! I'm I'm in a I'm in a conundrum here because I thought I was Cree and I'm human. Mm-hmm. I thought I was Cree. They raised me to believe or they trained me to believe that I was Cree. I'm not Cree." And now that I know I have this power in me, but I still can't control it. I don't know yeah. what's going on. I'm not I'm not sure who I am. Everything I know is a lie. Like she had a moment where she, everything was unraveling, but her friend was like, uh-uh, no. Let me tell you, first off, your real name, huh? <laughs> Forget birds, you are Carol Danvers. That's your name. I know who you are, period, okay? talk about i want you to talk about um a little bit because we talked about community i think a little bit on the last episode yeah uh, talk about just a little bit uh um, if you want to give a story or if you want to just you know just just share what it's like um, to either have to be that community to pull people out or to be the person who needs the community to say, uh, hello, before you unravel, because you're dealing with something before you unravel, let me just go ahead and reaffirm you. Talk about the importance of good community. Let's get into it.
1: Actually, what you just said fits me on both ends of the spectrum. Okay. Um, When coming in and serving, wow. Wow i yeah people can be like dang you really love your leaders i do love my leaders but before you were my leader she was my best friend um coming in that like i i had come out of that dark place but when after i came out i was like you know right now that i'm out of agreement with this then um who is he and it was like i had to go on a journey of redefining or not redefining um realizing who i really am in my dna makeup and having somebody to journey with you it helps you to stay you know not on like a narrow path but just stay a course like, not to, you know, fall back into that old way of thinking. And that's something that I believe is really important when having a community, that they don't excuse that behavior or they don't let you use, well, this is how I always was and this is how I've been and this is how I was brought up. They don't let you, they don't allow you to use that as a crutch or an escape goat when trying not to operate in your full capacity.
0: Yeah. That journey of finding yourself is that it's a lifelong one life. because i don't think anybody gets to a place where they have a phd on them as uh, medea said uh, uh medea said in a, in a play that even when you get married you're marrying about five people like you're agreeing to marry five changes because with each couple of years decade who knows um there is an adjustment of what you once believed about who you were and mm-hmm. about who you are could could literally like uh who i was at 18 totally different at 21 who i was at 21 totally different than 35 okay but the the relationships that i entertained at 21 please <laughs> <sighs> Absolutely not at 35. No, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't, I don't <laughs> want it. No. Goodbye, sir. I hate your guts. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Some of them the Lord is working on me to forgive. Amen. Hallelujah. But the truth of the matter is, is that there is an adjustment, and there has to be there has to be people who are there are some people that are only on certain legs of the journey. But there are some people who are willing to go the distance. And literally honor those people who go the distance with you. Honor those people. And really, when they tell you what they know, believe them. <laughs> you are, no, you, you are a you are annoying. You're a pain in the butt, but you never give up. But you never, you know, you you begin on my nerves sometimes. Yeah. I know I yeah. get on nerves because I get on my own nerves. So it is what it is. Amen. Hallelujah. But what you one one thing I can tell you is that you're genuine. Absolutely, sure. I believe you because you've been on this leg of the journey. You've walked this walk with me, and not only believing them, but believing that God is right. When we come to the agreement that no matter what we once believe, what God says is actually the truth. It'll yeah. stop a lot of our uh vulnerabilities and susceptibilities to a lot of other stupidness. I'm just saying. Very true. Cause clearly, clearly he be right. I ain't gonna preach, Lord. I'm never gonna preach what I'm doing. Preaching? I mean, just gotta live. I ain't gonna never, I'm just not going back to that relationship. Yes, you will, girl, girl. Shut up. Just <laughs> Shut up, girl. You ain't done yet. You weren't finished. You done <laughs> now. Okay. But you wasn't done. You went back about five times. Be quiet. I already read that in the script. I knew that she was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Period. He And so we have to trust and believe that when he says something concerning us, when the Lord, because he is a friend that's sticking closer Then a brother. So if I have no one on the journey right now and God is asking me to walk because there's some listening that are like, well, I don't have a community right now. God has kind of like broke up my community Mm because he wants to be that community. You put a lot of, sometimes we put a lot of faith in people and not enough in God. And so sometimes he'll be like, okay, but I need you to walk with me for a season. I need you to walk with me and trust that I'm enough to carry you from A to Z. Legit. Legit. And if you lose them, you'll have me, period, and point one.
1: Okay. And people have to understand that literally, like what you just said, a season. Seasons have to change. Like winter has to come, fall has to come, spring has to come. So go ahead and go on that journey.
0: Samo says, see, "That's my favorite um, guy singing um, right now." Brian McKnight is still probably at number one, but number two <laughs> is Samo. Like Thomas Backwards. If you never um, listen to his voice, he got he got a, a whole orchestra in his throat. It's amazing. But he said, he said in the song Seasons, he said, Seasons change. We don't stay the same. If we gotta grow, we gotta feel the rain. Seasons change, we won't stay the same. If we grow, we gotta feel the pain. Man, what, I remember the whole previous season, I was, I had that song on repeat because I had to be okay with the fact that I was no longer in the season before that. Like, I was no longer walking with the people that I were, was walking with, and everything had changed, and everything was new, and the requirements were different, and, and who I was was evolving, and it was scary as heck. <laughs> but God was faithful to be like, oh no, but they changed, the seasons changed, but I ain't changed. Yeah. You. You're evolving, but I ain't changed. I'm consistent. And uh, Pastor Justin said today, we have to trust that God is dependable. He's dependable. Even if we think we can't um, trust him, we've been let down in previous things. We thought something was going to happen. It didn't happen. Trust me, it's working for your good. I am a testament. Woo! I believe this with my whole heart. (laughs) It ain't nothing that I needed I missed. You understand me? I ain't missed nothing that I needed period. Hmm. Period point blank. And that's on... Period, huh? That's on Mary and all her little lands, including baby Jesus. Huh? Alright, anyway. <laughs> that is dumb. That is dumb. When well, y'all gonna pray for me. Anyway, Um. so let's keep going. Verse, I have point number seven. Verse Powers came when she destroyed the core engine that was containing the power, right? It was containing the thing that made her Captain Marvel, right? Gave her all of the good blasts that she had in her arms. But what I wrote down is that power is not destroyed. It is only transformed to a new host or transferred to a new host. And the host is transformed. There we go. Yeah. The one thing that I appreciated is that they thought, and I think even uh, Mar- Captain Marvel thought, that when she destroyed it, that the energy would just dissipate. But what she ended up having to do was receiving the power that was on the inside of that vessel. It was like, oh no, you have the coordinates now. You have, you have everything in you now to be able to complete the mission. You took on the, yes, Man, this is crazy. You took on the mantle, is what you did. I was just about to say that. Oh. <laughs> before oh. I
1: can ascend, I have to release this mantle for where I'm at. Period. Before I can to it, before I can ascend to the next level, yeah.
0: So she and and she she uh she meaning Marvel, who we know is Lawson, right? Mm-hmm. When she passed. <laughs> literally when she went on what was left was the mission what was left was was what she was trying to protect and so somebody had to who, the person who she trusted to navigate the plane was the one who was going to navigate the mission it was yeah. the one who was going to take on the assignment and continue but because the the manipulators that she didn't know were manipulators because they were in the room, they decided to pervert the power that she had on the inside and make it seem like they were trying to make her the best version of herself. Yeah. really they were trying to make her a more controlled version of herself so that they could control her. Yep. But in all of that, she still housed full capacity power, even though she was only using a little.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: she was being controlled and the power didn't go nowhere. it was still on her. She just only had access to what she to to uh, what they allowed her to have access
2: to mm-hmm.
0: And it wasn't until she realized that they were liars, manipulators, cheaters on the wrong side. she was she was fighting the people she was supposed to be helping. Mm-hmm. She realized oh snap think something's wrong with how I've been engaging not only with the Kree but with me <laughs> with what's inside of me I want to go somewhere before we go to the end because we about two points from the end Um, she said I can't wear these Kree colors anymore yeah she had, she had baby girl pick her out a new outfit to prove that her alignments had switched. That her Absolutely. her affiliation had switched. I, yeah. I, w- I want you to talk just one second about not one second, but you know what I mean. Just a little bit about um what was the change? What was the thing that you ag- you acknowledged in you that was like, oh snap. I'm not in the I'm not in the same place, huh? Mm-hmm. Huh. What was that one thing for me? It was not only that I was I was in a uh, a happier space most of the time, you know, because the darkness can be friendly, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I realized I was more down than up, and then things had totally switched to where I was more up than down, I was like, oh snap. Huh. <laughs> my, my little- a little heart is a little feeling happy. And it's more often that I'm happy than I'm sad. Interesting. I realized something has changed in me. And when I realized something had changed, my affiliations changed.
1: Absolutely.
0: My outside had to, to shift with what went on in my inside. So talk about a little bit about what was the marker for you.
1: It was actually a combination of things. It was how i responded because i would you could say something and i was like boom it was straight there and it was kill you bam done white sands see y'all later um (laughs) my response began to change and people expected me to respond from an old place but they couldn't get that response anymore and then I couldn't continue to go to old places where I used to hang out and park and do stuff. I would get there and I would be like, Ew, like, do you feel this muggy feeling? We're in a house with AC on, but I feel so muggy and I feel so nasty and out of place. But then when I got in the car and left, I felt great.
0: Because your your in your inner work was testifying that she no longer it no longer desired that atmosphere right and so sometimes like our inner work the the work that we don't see god is doing will testify Mm -hmm. of the change before the outer will but the outer does and should come even if i don't shun away the people because i don't think that that's necessary always to push people away you know the way you don't talk to them anymore there's some people i don't talk to anymore because they weren't healthy they were toxic okay But there are some people that the Lord had me stay uh, connected to because he needed them to see the changes in order to initiate change for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. In order to initiate a change and that that change was possible. He had to have me connected to some people who were on their way out.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: We get discouraged. Or there are some people that just, you know, you just want to be able... You know, I'm good. everything's it's great. And you want to be able to just be cordial and, and hang out with... And, and it's okay that seasons change and so did your circle. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay that your locations change. It's okay that your ministry change. It's okay that your state changed Hello? That you had to leave your family and <laughs> You had to leave your family... And, and you had to leave them for a place of purpose. It's okay. It's okay. It, they, you can visit. You can go back. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to be the skyrod. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. You can, you can continue. To the next point. Um, This is when she meets the intelligence again, but she meets the intelligence in the, the way of Lawson, in the look of Lawson, but in its own attitude, the truth of who they really were was controlling, manipulative, you can't do nothing without me, I made you who you are, you still nothing. And the mistake that the intelligence made, which was a benefit for um, Danvers, was that they let her know she was human. And let her see her memories as a human. Yeah. They let her see that before she had ever become someone who was endowed with power, that she still had a resilience even in those days. Yes. That that she got up every time she hit a hard face as a human. Mhm. That at the end of the day, she didn't have Captain Marvel's powers, but her power in that season was resilient. And she had never lost that power, the ability to get back up again. In every memory she saw, she saw herself get back up. Mm-hmm. My question to those who are listening is have you stopped seeing yourself get up? It's very possible. That you can only see the trauma, the tragedy, the accident, the issue, the, the past where, you know, you had a problem. But you don't see that through all of those problems, the one thing that was that was never broken was you. You made it through 100% of those things you went through. You made it through 100% of every trial and tribulation. Period. Alicia talked about manipulation. She made it through 100% of those traps that were set against her. Huh? Mm -hmm. And not only lived to testify about it, but lived to thrive in her lane. Period. Who made it through <laughs> you're a whole mob out here in these piece, in this piece you know what I mean like you're not out here just living you you have literally testified to what Jesus did a huge comeback story like that you can be down and people can think you dead but that don't mean it's the end just because that's what they think it's not the end until it's the end period yeah so number ten and my last point is um you know you really won when you stop trying to prove that you won. Yeah. This was the 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 end of the movie, really. But there was a point where um what's his name? Yon Yon Dago, Yon Rock. I hate that name, it's horrible. Anyway, he's, a, he's an alien, so I'm sure they don't care about what I think. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the writers do not care about what I think. Anyway. Um, when he was like, man, you are amazing, and you, I always knew you had it in you, and now you get to prove that I was on. And she blasted him with that blast? Okay. After she took off the piece that was controlling her? Oh.
1: They thought it was controlling her.
0: okay. Because really, her allowing it was the part that was controlling. Because really, at any moment, she could have plucked it off. Mm -hmm. She never knew she needed to pluck it off until she figured out everything was a lie. And when she figured out that she was fighting with one arm behind her back, this was like, okay, let me go ahead and take... (laughs) Let me go ahead and take this little doohickey off, so that I can stand in my full power. And literally, not only was resilience her power, but it—the power from the core—filled her full being. And she was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna prove nothing to nobody. I'm just gonna go out okay. here and be be what I'm called to be. Period." So the 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 winner. Uh, is one who decides to stop proving that they are a winner and they just start winning. Yeah. They win because they are a winner and that's what winners do. <laughs> just as a loser loses, winners win. Dream girls, that's a random segue, but I just said that and it brought up, brought up another point about a winner. Literally. If it was like, I've been out here living on the outside like I was wrong, and I've been living out here, and y'all been manipulating me, taking my songs, making them fast, and disco, and Beyonce dancing like she dollar Summer across the stage, onto <laughs> my, my brother's song, OK? And I ain't saying cat, dog, meow. But this time, I'm not going to let you get away with it. Mm-hmm. Man. This time, I'm going to stand in my truth. I'm going to stand in all my power. Period. I'm going to stand in all that I am. And as I stand in all that I am, I am guaranteed to win. Period. Alicia said it last week, and we're going to reiterate it this week. You always win. Period. Because the fix fights. Okay. And what does fix mean? It's set up that way. Okay? It's set up for you to win. All you gotta do is fit that role, be you, intentionally, unapologetically, and do what you're called to do. Do what you're called to do. If you're right writer, right. If you're a singer, sing it. If you're a cooker, cook. That is dumb, a cooker. That is so stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo. But whatever you be, be.
1: And serve and serve well.
0: That was absolutely amazing. Thanks for coming on the journey with us. And I hope that you join us next week for some more fun. If you have never listened to Kid Like Faith before, wherever you happen to be listening, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend so that they can come along the journey with us as well. Oh, and please stop and leave a review so that other people know how much fun you had listening to this beautiful podcast. Now, we've got a bunch of movies in this Universe to check out and I can't wait to check them out with you. So until next time, make sure you keep your faith kid-like. Bye!